Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. They think they got the answers. I change the questions. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Another wrestling podcast. Another wrestling podcast. Now can you dig that sucker? <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Steve Credo. And I'm Jonathan Benjamin. Welcome to episode 88. Jonathan, 2015 was quite the year for another wrestling podcast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was a, a huge year. You know, we, 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 when we started this podcast, we you know, kind of set out to do something different. Um, there's a lot of podcasts out there. They all kind of have uh, a specific style. Some of them talk about, you know, it's a review show. They talk about Raw or they talk about SmackDown or they talk about the pay-per-views or, or whatever. And we try to be a little bit different. Sure, we talk about that stuff sometimes, but uh, typically we, we talk about topics, topics in professional wrestling, whether it be uh, greatest Royal Rumble winners, um, worst gimmicks, um, you know, funniest moments of the Attitude Era. We've, we've done a little bit of everything. And uh, we, we really try to be fan interactive. We ask you guys what you want to talk about, and we, we try to do that. So um, right. yeah, it's it's like the Evergreen Show. I call it that because it's like you can listen to episode five, twenty eight, thirty six, whatever, and it's it doesn't get out of date, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So like instead of talking about what we just saw last night on TV, you know, we we, we pick topics within wrestling. So that's what's great about it is that. It doesn't matter if you're listening to us for the first time or the 88th time. Uh, it, it's always going to be a different show, right, Jonathan? Absolutely. And we, we set out to try to find some of the greatest people involved with professional wrestling. We've had everybody from referees to former world champions to current WWE superstars. Um, we've had actors, porn stars, you name it. They've been on this show, and they come on the show because... They, they like what we're doing, and uh, this week is no different. We have, uh, returning to the show, one of the, the all-time greats in the world of professional wrestling. You probably know him as uh, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. That is Jeff Jarrett is going to be joining us. He's going to be talking to us about Global Force Wrestling, um, a little bit of their involvement in Poughkeepsie and in New Jersey for Pro Wrestling Syndicate the very next night. Um, but he's also going to sit down and talk to us about kind of what what he has in mind for Global Force Wrestling in the future. All right, that's right, Jonathan. And also joining us on the show will be Karen Jarrett to talk a little bit more about Global Force. Once again, if you're listening to us, please pause the show and then come back to us. But make sure you head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. You can find all of our social media links from Facebook to Twitter to all that fun stuff to where you, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and 
yada, yada, yada. All that fun stuff, guys. Head on over to the Mothership, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, where you'll find everything and anything AWP. Now, Jonathan, we mentioned it a little bit. Coming up January 22nd, in our hometown of Poughkeepsie, New York, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center will be hosting the debut of Global Force Wrestling, Jonathan. And not only is GFW coming to Poughkeepsie, but AWP will be in the house, too, for a special VIP experience. No matter what ticket you get, whether it's the front row or general admission, you can upgrade to a VIP experience for only $25, where you can get let into the arena before anybody else. You know, and just think about that. Think about if you go to a WWE show, if you go to a a Ring of Honor show or whatever, um, they're giving you the opportunity for $25 extra to get in. Everybody hates waiting in line. So you can be in the last row of the Mid-Hudson Civic Center but still get in early, and you get to meet pretty much all the stars of GFW. I mean, there's going to be Jeff and Karen Jarrett are going to be there. Sanjay Dutt's going to be there. Brian Myers, Bobby Roode, Colt Cabana, and trust me, Many, many more people are going to be there. Uh, it's You can't beat this in, in the world of sports or entertainment. So we want to see you all come out there. Uh, Steve, you kind, of, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but we're actually going to be hosting a live Q&A there. It's something that's not been done a lot of. Uh, you can send us questions now that you want to... You know, want us to ask some of these superstars, or the day of, we'll be asking a lot of the fans there in attendance if they have questions for these superstars. Uh, so come on out, January 22nd, live at the Mid Hudson Civic Center, Global Force Wrestling. That's right, guys. Now, Jonathan, uh, we said earlier it's the 2015 year in review type of thing. Uh, we did a lot of things in 2015. It's amazing how many things we've done. If you go back and look at starting from last January, Jonathan, uh, wow, a lot of things have been done. Let's just talk about what we've done this year, Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. We spent a lot of time um, not only doing the show, but trying to kind of do some events here and there to get our name out there and to kind of you know give you guys some unique experiences. So if you are around um, you know the Mid Hudson Civic Center area. The you know in Poughkeepsie, we started out the year in January. We brought in uh, a lovely former TNA knockout, um, Thea Trinidad. She spent a lot of time with us at the band show. Um, we did a live show with her, and then she was gracious enough to do some photo ops with the fans and and everybody. But that was kind of our first our first thing that we did in in 2015 and it was definitely a sign of things to come because it just kept getting better from there that's right jonathan it was great to have Thea out there uh meeting the fans and non-fans of wrestling it was it was at the man show it was a show for all and everything guys related so uh we brought uh the wrestling uh diva knockout uh whatever you want to call her wrestling sensation Thea Trinidad, formerly known as Rosita. It was a great time, Jonathan. Uh, we got to do a live show there from the Civic Center and as well hang out with Thea for a bit and talk wrestling. Uh, a great way to kick off 2015, wouldn't you say? All right, Jonathan, we're, we are live right now and uh, we have our very special guest, Thea Trinidad, formerly known as Rosita from TNA. Thea, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this is an amazing event, everybody. Come out to the Man Show 2015. You'll get to see Thea Trinidad. You'll get to see us. You'll get to hear us talk about wrestling. So we're uh, we're all over the place. We want to definitely thank you for coming out today. 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This is my first man show, so this is pretty awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Welcome back to welcome to welcome to Poughkeepsie. As a pro wrestler, we like to ask this question too and see what other people's opinions are. Um, what are some of your favorite matches in the history? I mean, do you have like one match that's always your favorite, or anything that stands out, or maybe even made you become wanting to be a wrestler, a pro wrestler? Is there any match that stands out of anything that ever happened? Yeah, there's a few matches actually, but the one match I can watch over and over and over again is um, Rey Mysterio because I mean, I love, I love watching him. And I was like, oh my god, he's small like me, and if he can do it, I can do it. And he was a big you know, inspiring person in my life when it came to, okay, I can do this too. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, it was Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc, 97. One of my favorite matches ever. And uh, when I saw Trish and Lita, I mean, who, when, when you watch that, why wouldn't you want to become a female wrestler? You know, why I wouldn't you to want to become be? a female wrestler? Watching <laughs> that, so. Yeah, become a women's champion. And I mean, it's funny because I've been getting a whole... As a kid, this is so funny, but as a kid, I grew up loving Lita and hating Trish. I hated her because she was such a good heel. So she did her job, and she did it amazing. And just weird that as a kid, I was like, man, Trish Stratus sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then now uh, I get a whole bunch of comments like, oh, my God, you and Trish look so much alike. And her and I are, are pretty cool. So it was, it was nice to meet her and, and, you know, experience that. So One day I was doing some research for probably a show. And I came across a place in Beacon, New York, um, called Tito Santana's Taqueria. And uh, lo and behold, it had little to do with the actual performer, Tito Santana, uh, the gentleman who runs it. It's a, a, an awesome establishment if you haven't been there. Some of the best um, tacos around. He idolized Tito Santana as a boy. And when he grew up, he decided to make this place. And so we thought, what better place than that to have? Uh, Tito Santana come in and he came in for us uh, we did another autograph signing there um, he meet and greet with all the fans he came out and got a lot of great food we did some specials uh, hopefully that's not the last thing we do at Tito Santana's Taqueria but uh, I, I mean I loved it we got to meet a lot of new fans of the show and a lot of fans of Tito and it was great just to see how um, everybody just had a great day. It was uh, it was in the summer, and I remember um, it was a little warm that day, but it was still great for all the fans. They were lined up out the door. This is amazing. This is about three years in the making. We've been trying to get Tito here, and uh, luckily you guys found us, and we found Tito, and here we are. He's such a cool guy. We're going to try to get him in here at least once or twice a year. Another wrestling podcast down here in Beacon, New York, with the great, the legend, Tito Santana at Tito Santana's Taqueria. Tito, did you have a good day today? Did I have a good day? I had a great day, met a lot of people here from Beacon, and I had a lot of good food right here at Tito Santana's. Arriba! Arriba! It was a great day. I mean, it was, how many times can you say you met Tito Santana at Tito Santana's Taqueria? Uh, we got to find more of these places out there. I'm sure there's other places throughout the world named after pro wrestlers, and I think we're going to have to find them, Jonathan, and bring the pro wrestlers there if we can. Uh, but, it, yeah, like I said, it was a great time meeting and greeting the fans. Uh, we didn't really, when we decided to do the podcast, we didn't really say, hey, let's go uh, start bringing wrestlers to these kind of events. I think we kind of, 
you know, just fell into it, bringing wrestlers to special places like Tito Santana's Taqueria. Well, you know, it, it kind of went together, so it worked out for us, and that was a great way to, to kick off the second half of 2015. But, Jonathan, we hit up the New England Fan Fest, which was, you know, year two for us, pretty much. Uh, we started at the New England Fan Fest two years ago, where we debuted another wrestling podcast, and now one year later, we came full circle, Jonathan, to where it all began. Uh, this is Bill Goldberg, and you're listening to another wrestling podcast. Check it out. Unless you went to Georgia Tech, and you probably can't read that. Hey, Roman. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the New England Fan Fest 5. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. From, from the diaper. Oh, from man. Here. From here. Uh, okay. uh, we are here live at the New England Fan Fest. I'm Jonathan Benjamin. This is Rodrigo. Oh, my God. See, this is it's it's fine, easy. It's but, it's right okay, here. hold on. All right. It's right here. It's right here. Okay. So... I'm Jonathan Benjamin. This is Ricardo Rodriguez. How did you do this? This is ridiculous. This is kind of rare, isn't yep, it, for you to yep. be in full full outfit here? Yeah, right? you know, I, I love to do the, uh, the the shows, the fan fest, and I try to do as many as I can in full costume because uh, you know I I love to you know put it on. Thank God it still fits mostly, you know. So, <laughs> but, uh, so last night we saw you. We were at Corny in New England, uh, Jim Cornette's one man show. Uh, what were your thoughts on the show? You know what? I absolutely like everybody had a great time, you know, and uh, and that's the one thing that I think that most people don't understand about Jim Cornette is everybody knows he's a character. Everybody knows that. But I, in my opinion, I think I share a lot of people share this opinion. He's probably the greatest living wrestling historian there is. And I don't know anybody knows more than he does. Maybe Jr. You know, but uh, um, and you know, so I learned so much from listening to him last night about he answers certain questions that I get asked a lot too, and I was interested to see how he answers those. So a lot of his answers are ones that I'm going to actually adopt. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. A lot of fans have been coming up today, meeting you and greeting you. What's the one thing that fans always ask you every time they come see you? Is there one thing that's constant? They always ask me, why the hell are you always doing that another wrestling podcast? That's the shittiest show. That's the first thing they ask me. But, you know, there's a lot of questions about jumping off of scaffolds and going through Dairy Queen drive throughs And then there's that guy that we don't talk about. I call him Voldemort. But uh, a lot of times they ask me, uh, Jim, what's wrong with wrestling? And I, we don't have that much time on the podcast, but I can just say that I, I do uh, also do columns about such things for Fighting Spirit Magazine, the largest pro wrestling and mixed martial arts publication in the United Kingdom. And you can read those at jimcornette.com. So if you want to read and, and be educated as to what's wrong with professional wrestling, just read my columns. That's everything you need to know, everything you could possibly need to know about what is wrong with the modern professional wrestling industry right there jimcornette.com under fighting spirit columns and you'll you'll see it right there what more could you need to know you're you never watched johnny carson you're supposed to say you are wrong turnbuckle breath (laughs) there is something else you need to know that's to listen to another wrestling podcast but if you're a podcast why are we on video but this gentleman here has taken fandom to an ultimate level um if you look at this we have none other than doink the clown and this one right here, uh, R.I.P. The American Dream. This is probably the greatest tattoo I've ever seen in my life. The actual bionic elbow. Are you getting back into the wrestling now that you're not in WWE? I, well, I was wrestling under a hood, under a mask, um, you know, the dark matches, the live events where I was actually wrestling as opposed to the stuff they had me do at NXT where they weren't letting me do anything. Yeah. It's just kind of like go and look pretty. And even at that, I sucked at it. So. <laughs> 
but uh, but no, since I left, I've been wrestling every weekend. I've, uh, I've done uh, tours in Australia, in Europe, uh, Mexico. I'm constantly going to Puerto Rico. I have one of their titles uh, that actually Ric Flair had at one point as well. Um, so I'm wrestling. I'm keeping busy, and I'm, I'm happy doing that and being back in the ring and just to re rekindle that love for wrestling that kind of faded away for, for a while. When, when are we going to see you in the ring again? I think it's uh, widely known that the WWE and I don't like each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there's anybody else out there, you know, promotion-wise, that may have the ability to bring me in, I mean, who knows? But uh, I'd like to do it again, again one time. If, if, if not, then it's no skin off my foreskin by any stretch. <laughs> there you go. Now you have been... Bet you never heard that one on your thing. <laughs> See these Hall of Fame rings? That's from you wonderful people that you gave to me. I appreciate it. I love it. And I love you too, brother. All right. Well, I didn't think I was going to get that, but I really appreciate it. I'm going to take the mic for a second, and we're going to talk about it. You know, there's a guy walking around who thinks he's the macho man, but there's no macho man because I'm the madness, brother. And what you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild all over another wrestling podcast, brother? What you going to do? Where's Brett the Hitman Hart? Well, you know something up there in Canada? You know, we're not like all you Americans. We actually know how to treat our old... We know how to treat our fans. We don't put them in this big, gigantic melting pot. We actually have them in a fancy hotel. Sorry. That's all I got. Who do you consider the greatest referee of all time? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, there's so many great ones. And I look back to the old Mid-Atlantic days because when I started noticing referees, it was Tommy Young. Uh, definitely, he's got to be on the list. Pick a Hebner, they're on the list. Uh, local Timmy White. Yep. One of my mentors also, he's got to be on the list. There's just so many. You look at other places. You look down in Memphis and there's Jerry Calhoun who was great. You look down in, in Texas and you and you got like David Manning down there who was also great. So it's almost like everywhere you went there were great referees. So to try and put one ahead of the others is just next I, to impossible. Man, I've met everybody today. I've had a fun. I even drank a bottle of JR's barbecue sauce. It's amazing. It's awesome. Why should they know about Vladimir Joseph? Why should they know about me? Uh, I am almost 400 pounds and I can do a backflip. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> what are you currently doing right now? <laughs> so I'm going to take yeah, this no, from you because please. there's a lot going yeah, on right now. Yes. Okay. So I'm a mother of two. I have a seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old daughter. And right now I'm a full-time student at Colorado State University. And I'm getting my degree in mass communications. So... What I'd like to do afterwards is I want to actually become a publicist. I'm not sure which avenue I want to work in, but I'm leaning towards Major League Baseball. I don't know if you followed my career. I worked for the LA Dodgers for a while. I was an in-stadium host, so there's a little possibility of that. But if I had to pick a dream job, it would most likely be going back to World Wrestling Entertainment and being a color commentator. I feel like my experience in the ring and my fan base and my love to hear myself speak would be a perfect fit for that job. So I think Booker T needs to kind of move over a little bit and let me sit next to him and we'll just kind of chop it up a little bit during during the show. What do you think about that? I think this is perfect. <laughs> I love how this happened. You got the spear. If you had a chance to spear any famous person, any actor that just needs it, is there anybody that comes to mind that you would just love to, to, to spear? Trump, get, Trump gets one for sure. Just be careful that Instagram people. It's weird. These weirdos, put, like they take my own pictures of like my cat. And they're like, oh, my cat looks so beautiful. No, stop it. You're weird. Stop it. You ruin it for all these other people, you creep. So I guess now I have to take down my 
Instagram. Yeah. Oh, profile. you're that guy. Yeah, I'm that Save guy. Save us all underscore JT. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so we had a lot of awesome videos. We spoke to a lot of different wrestlers. Um, if you haven't seen that yet, please get on YouTube.com slash Another Wrestling Pod and uh, check out a lot of our videos. And one of the cool things that we do is after uh, an episode airs and it's online for a while, we move it over to YouTube. So there's some of those interviews on there. There's some live interviews that we've had with people. But also there's things called YouTube exclusives and indie spotlights that you won't see anywhere else. So you should definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. That's right, Jonathan. And uh, moving on to even later in the summer, uh, Lanny Poffo joined us here in uh, the New York area. We brought him to an event over here at Dutchess Stadium. Uh, Jonathan, we've had quite the history with Lanny Poffo throughout this year to where uh, when we first found out when the Macho Man was going into the Hall of Fame, we had an exclusive with Lanny uh, talking about that moment, talking about how it all came together. We were talking with None other than Lanny Poffo. Uh, Lanny, this has been probably a whirlwind of emotions for you the past 24 hours. Um, all I can say is it's about time that your brother, the Macho Man Randy Savage, is taking his rightful place into the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, thank you very much, and I uh, cannot tell you how happy I am and how delighted all the fans are. My, my iPhone is just blowing up. <laughs> with well wishes and people that are asking questions and everybody's excited. And uh, I am so happy that I capitulated. And, um, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And uh, I am sorry that, um, you know, my brother wanted um, the Papos to be inducted as a family, but I had to let go of that because it was hurting too many people. And Randy loved the fans. He was never satisfied with any uh, costume that he had or any match that he had or any interview. He always wanted better, better, and better for the fans. And this is what the fans demanded, and I'm very glad I gave it to them. The needs of the many far outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Uh, and then coming full circle with Lanny to bring him into our hometown. Uh, what a great guy, man. What a great guy. He's great with kids, great with everybody that came out to, to meet him. Uh, he brought his brother's Hall of Fame ring. Uh, it, it was a great time. I think we learned a lot from him that weekend just hanging out with him. Yeah, it's not every day that you can say that you uh, got to eat with a uh, WWF superstar in a diner. Um, we got to share a lot of moments with him. He told us some awesome stories. And, uh, you know, we, we look forward to having Lanny back in the future. He's just a class act. Uh, he was a great guy. And um, that that surely won't be the last time that another wrestling podcast and, and Lanny Papo team up. That's right, Jonathan. Hey, I almost forgot, too. We had our name on the big board at City Field this year also for big-time wrestling when they had a, a big show down there in this summer. That was a, that was a great experience as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Goldberg made a return there. Uh, he jackhammered the pants off of somebody. It was a great show. I know a lot of people went out and saw it, but uh, out of all the things that I thought that we would have done, I would have never thought that our logo would have been on the City Field billboard. So that was definitely a, an amazing moment for us in 2015. Um, I'm just hoping that we can live up to the hype and uh, make 2016 just as good. And judging by our involvement with Global Force Wrestling in the very first month of 2016, I think that we're going to do just fine. 
That's right, Jonathan. Jonathan, uh, briefly before we talk to Jeff Jarrett coming up, uh, we've had a lot of great guests on uh, this year, too. Uh, who are some of your favorites? I, I know, just briefly, some of my favorites I just want to get into. Uh, Jason Sensation, first and foremost, I thought was one of the greatest guests we had on, just for the impersonations he did. If uh, you might not know who Jason Sensation is off the top of your head, he is the guy who portrayed Owen Hart in the DX Nation of Domination parody. Uh, you know, I'm not a nugget. Uh, he does a lot of great impersonations, Jonathan. Well, we've been we've been skirting around this all night, and uh, we want to get some of these famous impersonations from you. If you would uh, be so kind, we have what we like to call a lightning round. But tonight we're going to do things a little differently. Um, instead of asking you rapid fire questions, it's kind of like a roulette roulette wheel of um, impersonations here. So. If you wouldn't mind, uh, I'm going to throw out a name, then Steve's going to throw out a name, and if you have any, maybe you don't do impersonations of these people, but then uh, then we'll know. But uh, the first one, you kind of did it already, but I'd like to hear some HBK, if we could. I'm a heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, and I like to kill animals. Because just like my good buddy, Triple H, I am a hunter. <laughs> All right. How about, uh, have you tried doing Andy Kaufman? Oh, that's a great one. I'd love to try Andy. Okay, let's try his regular voice, and then I'll go into vodka. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Andy Kaufman, Kaufman and uh, I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you very much for having me. And here's my friend, Latka. Hello, I am Latka. Thank you very much. Now I do imitation of Tony Clifton. Thank you very much. Hello, it's Tony Clifton. I am not Andy Kaufman. Randy Kaufman's not me. Thank you very much. Ah, twist <laughs> my noodle, Toodle Poodle. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> Uh, how about, uh, you, you mentioned him, how about the nature boy? Woo! Bret Hart, you want to be on my podcast? Come on! Come down and be on my podcast, because the nature boy and the hitman, we are a new tag team. A legend tag team! Woo! Kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine ride. Well, Brett's not in a limousine, but I am. Woo! Just fine! <laughs> Oh my God. Me and Bret Hart, we're the Ice Bucket Tag Team Champions. Woo! <laughs> All right. Have you tried? Uh, have you tried doing Chris Jericho? Oh, he's a great guy too. I, I got together with him a few months back in Toronto. He's a really good guy. Let's try some Jericho. Welcome to Y Two J isn't on Twitter. Because somebody hacked into my account and made me say some pretty awful damn things that I would never have said. I apologize, Triple H and Stephanie, for those awful things that were said on my Twitter account because I would never, ever say those things again. 
again. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm having a blast over this. Is a great. Yeah, uh, I, it feels like we're interviewing about a hundred people right now. So this is amazing. May, Jonathan, I'm thinking right now before you even give him any more. I'm thinking if we can't get anybody famous, maybe we could just call Jason and we'll just do the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> doing the impersonation, and we'll just see if people can yeah, we'll <laughs> realize that it's just not really. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep even. If you get any phone calls, ignore them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I used to do some some uh, some shows with Brett Hart, but now Brett Hart says we never did those shows. <laughs> that was you, Jason. You did you did it all. You were doing my voice and everyone else's, and you know I I don't claim to be on any of those shows. That was all you. <laughs> you rotten stinking hyena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you you mentioned Brett. You you've talked about Owen a lot, and I think that's the one that I I'm really wanting to hear uh, is some Owen Hart, if you could. All right. The fact is, the fact of the matter is, Jason, you are really just a nugget. Without me, you are nothing, Jason. Look at you and that broken nose that you needed surgery on. All those times you made fun of my nose, you made fun of smelling up coffee all the way in Brazil. Look at you now with your surgically repaired nose. I hope you can smell the coffee in Brazil now. You look just like an aardvark. Woo! Wow. Uh, well, just a few more, and then I think our night will probably be made, Jonathan. Uh, you mentioned him briefly before. You said you could do a better Scooby-Doo than Scooby-Doo himself. Could we hear the Scooby-Doo? Yeah, sure. That's a great one. Oh, let's try it. I've never done Scooby-Doo before publicly. Let's give it a shot. Ready? Who's next? Hey, Scoob, where are you? Amazing. Yeah, I can't. I just can't. I can't believe that it's the same person doing this. It's unbelievable. Um, I Thank you. Thanks a lot. I, um, you, you mentioned him. You said he's one of your favorites. Uh, let's hear some, some stone cold Steve Austin. All right. The bottom line is the association, little piece of trash. You want to make fun of me? You want to make mock of me? You want to go on Mick Foley's show and do my imitation? Jason sensation does imitation. You want to dress up like stone cold? You don't look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You don't sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you definitely can't stomp a mud hole into somebody's ass like Stone Cold Steve Austin can. You little mealy mouth piece of trash. You better keep your damn mouth shut before Stone Cold Steve Austin stuns it shut. Stuns your jaw broken, damn it. And that's the bottom line. Can Stone Cold sit still? And I got my wife beater on. Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Wow. Uh, well, how about just two more, Jonathan? And I think we'll, we'll, we'll stop with the impersonation because we could probably do this all night, uh, Jason. We're having a lot of fun with this. This is great. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Just, me just, too. Just, Always a pleasure. Just two, you don't lose it, you lose it. That's it. Just, just two more. And I think, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have another show with you. We're just doing impersonations, but uh, uh, how about how about the right now uh, Triple H? Can you do uh, Triple H? I am Triple H, and I am that damn good. Uh, maybe this sounds more like an old school Triple H, 
because uh, I more read about the show these days than watch the show. But hell, Hunter, if you can hear me, are you ready? I said, are you ready to bring me back? Come on. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is uh, going to be probably one of our best shows that we've ever had. And um, somebody that I really think that a lot of people try to impersonate, but if anybody can do a right impersonation, it's somebody that we lost a couple of years back, and uh, that would be... Paul Bear. Oh, I love Paul Bear. He was such a good friend to me. And he stayed in touch with me all the way. Like He always kept in touch with me. He was a really, really wonderful man. I love him. And if I could even do a quick shout-out to his son, Daniel. I hope he's doing well. Blessings to Daniel. Uh, Daniel's a sole survivor, man. And uh, God bless him. Yeah. And so, uh, okay, yeah, sure. I'd love to do an impression of Paul Bear. Oh, yes, Jason. Can you see the Undertaker in the dark side? Oh, yes. I got one thing to say to you, Jason. Three words. Oh, yes. Rest in peace. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And la- last, last one, Jason. I, I, we, like I said, we could do this all night, but well, one last one uh, for our lightning round, uh, Hulk Hogan, to to. F- to finish this off. All right, let's do Hulk Hogan. Well, you know something, brother? Hulk Hogan has been running wild, man. I mean, the rock likes to take credit for being the biggest star in Hollywood. But I'm the biggest star Hollywood ever saw come out of the wrestling ring, man. And what's going to do, Rock? And what's going to do, Dunderventura? With Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, and the largest, oldest arms in the world. Run wild on you, brother. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing guy. I, I just don't think people can understand how amazing he is. Uh, you know, we were just talking to him and we would just throw out a name and he would be able to impersonate it. It was just incredible. But, uh, Steve, for my money, one of my favorite interviews that we've done this year uh, was this past year rather was Jim Cornette. He was uh, just had me rolling and uh, just so much knowledge about the history of professional wrestling. I know he's a polarizing character in the world of sports entertainment. You either love him or you hate him, but uh, he was so good to us and so nice to us at the new England fan fest. So uh, Jim Cornette uh, was one of my favorite guests of the year. Do you think that the common wrestling fans want to be challenged with a more complex product, or are they happy watching what options they have now? Um, I, I, you know, do make appearances, whether it be at Legends Fan Fest or at comic conventions, where I talk to the average mainstream guy that sometimes watches wrestling rather than the people that live it. And I don't, I don't talk to a lot of wrestling fans that are really happy at all. <laughs> they either miss what they grew up with or miss the flavor and the style of the way wrestling used to be before it got silly and all about entertainment and comedy instead of people fighting. Uh, I've said many times the UFC is the most successful pro wrestling promotion in the world right now. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there, there's fans of different styles of wrestling, whether it be Lucha, whether it be ring of honor whether it be on the independent level but there's just not as many fans as there used to be of any kind of wrestling mm-hmm. and uh 
I think they're. I don't even know if they're waiting for something different or if they're just longing for the ta- the days when they they saw guys that legitimately looked like they were mad at each other, legitimately looking like they were fighting with each other instead of now knowing. It's like when you found out Santa Claus wasn't really coming down the chimney. I was like, eh. I'm going to get the present, but the kind of the delivery method was so much cooler. I'm you know, just, I'm just going to say that's a, a spoiler alert to any of you out there who still believe in Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, now, see, I've ruined Christmas for half your audience. Now they, <laughs> there is no Santa Claus. Um, yes, Virginia, there is no kayfabe anymore. And uh, unfortunately, that, that, you know, everybody likes to get information that nobody has and they. They enjoy finding out something like that, and then later on they realize, you know, it was kind of more fun when I didn't know how all this shit worked. Jonathan, uh, Jim was a great guest to talk to. Uh, we got to hang out with him for a little bit at the New England Fan Fest. Even got to go share a drink and some dinner with him after the show. What a great guy. Uh, out of all the guests, so Jonathan, uh, out of the whole year, there's one guy I never really thought we'd get on the show. Uh, and just to speak with, and that was a uh, believe it or not, Gene Okerlund. Uh, what a great guy! The the man still has his voice to this day, and you know, just some of the stuff that he said was hilarious. Speaking of some legends, you know, you've literally interviewed them all, from Ric Flair to Liberace. Uh, did you have any personal favorites that you loved to to interview? I loved Liberace's roommate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no. No, I've, I've, yeah, I had a lot of favorites, but they came in eras. I started in 1971, and back then it was uh, a guy that I just did a eulogy for a couple of weeks ago, Vern Gagne, who was uh, truly the first baby face to ever hit wrestling TV in the early 1950s. But then there was Crusher and Bruiser and Mad Dog Vachon, and later on, it was uh, Nick Bockwinkle, the High Flyers. Uh, Hulk Hogan was a big surprise for me in 1980 or 81 when he first came to the AWA. He was uh, not not the greatest interview on uh, on uh, the face of God's green earth. He was, as we call in the business, very green, both as a worker and as a communicator. But uh, it didn't take long. He had Johnny Valiant as his manager to do the talking for him for, I would say, the better part of a month. And then he was gone, and Hulk was on his own, and he was great. Gene was uh, hilarious as well. We were talking to him, uh, and then we got to talk to him a little bit more at the New England Fan Fest. Gene, uh, he's still got it. That's all I can say. He's, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age, but... You would never be able to tell. He's uh, sharp as a tack, and we would love to have him back on the show. That's right, Jonathan. Uh, speaking of great guests, joining us right now is uh, a true legend. Jeff Jarrett is joining us right now. We're going to talk a little bit about Global Force Wrestling and uh, what's to come. All right. 
right, returning to another wrestling podcast, and to kick off our 2016 year is a living legend in the world of professional wrestling. He is also the founder of Global Force Wrestling and the king of the mountain. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mr. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, thanks for joining us again. Uh, guys, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, it's been a while, and uh, glad that, uh, that I got to join you guys because we've got a lot to talk about. We're uh, basically in your backyard, so we are definitely excited, and uh, what a great way to kick off 2016 uh, to be talking Global Force Wrestling and Global Force Wrestling uh, coming to, uh, you know, uh, the, the tri-state area. It's getting closer to the 2016 AMP Tour. You're going to be live in Poughkeepsie, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Um, are you excited to be debuting Global Force up here in the Northeast? I could, you know, that would obviously be an understatement. And, you know, we said it in the release whenever that went out several weeks ago, is that it, it, the, both shows that we're having on the Friday and Saturday are, are in one sense, sort of uh, bittersweet, or I don't say bittersweet, maybe maybe ironic in, in, in a few ways that the first time that I ever wrestled for the WWF on television uh, was at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Uh, it's the first time the Double J character appeared on, on, on Raw. Uh, and what a great way to kick off uh, the 2016 AMP Tour uh, live um, in Poughkeepsie. And, and it's something that it just all the pieces of, of the two dates that we, we have booked fell into place. Uh, I, I, I don't say almost out of nowhere, but certainly it made it a no-brainer because wherever we follow Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, and, and we get feedback on where they wanted us to bring AMP in 2015, the Northeast was was by far the, the number runaway, and obviously the, a, a strong population and a hotbed of wrestling. But we we all said we need to figure a way to get up there. And then that's what happened. Poughkeepsie Civic Center, I mean, the Civic Center fell into place, and then the following night at Broadway, New Jersey, really stands on how a global force that we want to be a little bit unique, a little bit different, that we want to tap into the, the, the uh, I'll call it the local fan bases, the regional fan bases. Pro Wrestling Syndicate has, has had shows for years and years, and what a great uh, organization they run, and I've worked with them, and Karen's worked with them over the last couple of years, and so for us to be doing a co-show, and we've got several of those in the process of different stages of negotiation of 2016, so yes. Yeah. I know I'm a little bit long-winded there, but I couldn't be more excited to be coming to the Northeast uh, January 22nd, 23rd. That's that's right. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, you're also doing something special uh, with the tickets. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that doesn't really happen at most wrestling events because you know, just for 25 bucks, uh, you can make your ticket a VIP ticket. Can you tell the fans out there a little bit more about the VIP experience and why this sure. this is a must for any fan? Well, I mean, if you are even a casual fan in today's world of entertainment, uh, let alone professional wrestling, everyone realizes that, that, you know, I don't even want to call them the hardcore fan, but the true fan that really wants to get uh, access, accessibility, that wants to get more than buy, buy, you know, buy their, purchase their ticket and, and sit in their chair and scream wildly throughout the night. They want more than that, and that's where we want to give. And, and In years past, people have given opportunities to only, we'll say, the first three rows, the first row, or the first five rows. What we've done is, is sat back and done our, you know, e- even our analytical research, and then just sort of, uh, I'll call it cornbread research. When you just sit back and look and say, why not offer this up? There's only a select amount of tickets that, that people want to come in. And so the doors open on, uh, you know, in, in Poughkeepsie at 7.30. Well, both shows, 
uh, at the Rodway's at eight, but they open up and then, you know, an hour before, uh, doors and doors are an hour before the show. So at Poughkeepsie, uh, doors are at six thirty. So at five thirty, uh, for $25, you have the ability to upgrade, we'll call it your, your ticket, whether you're sitting front row or, uh, general admission, you can upgrade for 25 bucks and you get in and you get uh, free autographs for $25. You can get autographs of six, eight, 10 wrestlers. You can, uh, just have all sorts of accessibility and, and first dibs on merch and, and just, you know, like I said, be able to get up close and personal. And you guys know oh so well what's going to take place uh, in, in, in the Poughkeepsie VIP, which I think is uh, very cool. And, and I had a promoter who was in Texas, and then he talked to his friend in Western Canada uh, who had, um, I'll still a little thunder that he essentially said, I always wanted to try to, how do we make the VIP experience a little different? So I'll let you guys talk about how Poughkeepsie, how we've sort of tag teamed on this and who I, I think it's a very cool idea that people want to come in and, and not only get merch and, 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 and get autographs, but you also have somewhat of a structured environment to have a Q and a, and I'll let you guys elaborate on that. Yeah, this is uh, going to be awesome for us. We're going to actually let fans talk to us, kind of get some questions out there, maybe burning questions that they've always wanted to ask some of these superstars um, and you know that what do you guys want to hear about and we've we've asked all of our fans to send us questions and even the day of we'll be asking fans to give us questions and then we're going to set up a live Q&A during the VIP so this is this is going to be a great experience and um, Jeff for fans who may still be waiting to get their tickets hopefully a lot of them got them for the holidays and stuff but is there any any maybe matchups or uh, additional superstars that haven't been announced yet that you can can tell people to kind of to give them a push well that's the one thing that we have uh you know what we wanted to do is is the holiday season people have so many things going on we're going to be releasing the lineups next week uh i appreciate your patience but we we are you know we you think so many things can get cluttered and, and, and I call it watered down. And there's so much information released that we wanted to get out the date of the event, uh, you know, when it's going to be taking place, obviously what we just mentioned, the VIP experience, the Q and a, which is going to be unique. Uh, and then, you know, we've released Bobby Roode, Sanjay Dutt, Cole Cabana, uh, uh you know, uh, Brian Myers. Uh, and we, you know, we've, we've got other talent, but specific matchups. We got a couple of, uh, I'll call it, uh, Cards up our sleeve that are going to be really cool, but the entire car is going to be released uh, first week of January as, as, as we go home. Our street team guys were actually in Poughkeepsie today. Uh, we've got two different marketing reps that are going to be hitting both markets um, starting uh, next Monday, January 4th. So we're very, very excited, and uh, let's just keep the anticipation going. Uh, I don't have to give the plug to here the website right now, but I will at globalforcewrestling.com or any of our social media platforms are at GFW Wrestling, uh, and we will, will be releasing all that information. Sure. Now, uh, Jeff, you know, it seems that in recent months, like you were saying earlier, you know, the crew from uh, the Pro Wrestling Syndicate have uh, kind of been a thorn in your side. Uh, the next night after you guys uh, debut in Poughkeepsie, the 23rd, uh, like you said, you'll be in uh, New Jersey taking on, taking the GFW crew to PWS. Anything uh, you have in store for them down there? Well, that was a, a, a pretty cool uh, night. Uh, and me and Sanjay Dutt have talked since then, and, and, and Brian Myers and, and the, the new Heavenly Bodies, who, who those guys have worked off and on for that promotion for quite some time. And, and, and as the night progressed and the, I'll call it the hometown 
crew who, who really, really are, are tried and true pre-WS fans. Uh, they, uh, I don't want to say took exception, but, but I think they seized the opportunity to make it a hometown, uh, situation, hometown team situation versus a, a, an away game. Uh, and, and, and that's what it's going to be. And that the people really, uh, at the end of that night, nobody was sitting down, everybody in, in, in attendance, uh, and I'll say that wrestlers included were on their feet and they were really dialed into what was going on. And it was a really cool moment. So, uh, it, it, it stands on top again, what, what we do promotion against promotion and partnering and really presenting global stars with, 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 with local and regional stars and giving the fans something new, unique, and the best of the best. Well, we've, uh, we've talked a little bit about GFW, and we're going to continue to talk about it, but um, in 2015, you, you've, you taped several episodes for GFW. Um, do you think that, and, and this may be something you can't let us know, but do you think 2016 will be the year that Global Force is on television or maybe even on, on like a subscription-based uh, thing on, online? Uh, all of the above, uh, and, you know, I have said this over and over that uh, patience is not in my DNA, but when you when you really take it a step-by-step process and going back to, you know, April of 2014, when we literally just named the company and came out with us to create uh, step one, and I mean that, and, and, and literally it's a day-by-day process, step one of, of naming the company, and then we went through 2014 and and, uh, you know, through the relationships that we've created and I've had over the years with New Japan or, or AAA and different independent promotions all across five different continents, uh, we, we put that fact out there and then we rolled into Wrestle Kingdom 9. And, and, you know, just today I was talking to a couple of folks that they were, were integrally involved with last year's Wrestle Kingdom 9 uh, and just where we were at this point last year, just creating the brand awareness and Jim Ross on board. And then, as you guys know, we did the Grand Slam Tour. And as you just mentioned, you know, we went to Las Vegas July, August, and, and October. Three different dates created, uh, you know, uh, lots of content, uh, 16 one-hour episodes, or you can splice that into n- numerous, uh, however you want to in, in this age of distribution. Is it half-hour shows, full-hour shows, uh, just so many different ways to, to get our content out there. Uh, and so, yes, I do believe 2016, I firmly believe 2016 is going to be the year that, that we have our global launch. We, we, you know, we publicized the fact and promoted the fact just, you know, several weeks ago that we made the announcement with our international agency, Boulder Creek International. Um, you know, they had, I'll, I'll say they had content to, to actually wrap their hands around with and go out into the marketplace. They were in Monaco and uh, they were in Cannes, France, and they were in, uh, Singapore and Asian conference and, and actually Vietnam. And so they're all over the world spreading the word, not just spreading the word, negotiating deals, um, in countries and territories all over the world. So we are lining up our global launch for 2016 and it is very, very exciting time. We've got shows lined up internationally in, in March and April and, and we're working on, uh, June, July and August as well. Uh, for international day as well as the Grand Slam tour, so we're very, very excited about 2016. Now, for people that are listening to this that may not be able to go to the the show on either the 22nd or the 23rd, maybe they're not even in the Northeast. But um, with with so much wrestling on television and the internet, 
Um, what will Global Force Wrestling bring to the table to kind of set themselves apart from the competition? Obviously, your your roster is is really great, and that's one of the things because you've got some of these stars that maybe have been overlooked. But um, what what do you think, or when you tell people about Global Force, what do you tell them to that may be different than what they're they're currently watching? Uh, a few of the times that I've told people, I said, you know, and because promoters promote and talkers talk and, and all that kind of stuff. And instead of me telling you, I'd rather show you. And, and, it, and you can look back on all the promotional work that we've done, whether it's uh, the, the, the Wrestle Kingdom 9 uh, promotional videos, whether it's uh, the, the content from AMP, whether it's the documentation of our Las Vegas press conference with J.L. Sonnen, whatever it may be, there's a real sense of authenticity uh, that we have, uh, I've said it over and over, we're not in the business of writing stories, we're in the business of documenting stories. And, and is there a difference? Yes. I think there's subtleties there. So I, I, I believe when you view our product and everybody has their niche and style and, and the way people do things, how they do, but you know, we want to blend so many different styles of professional wrestling, whether it's Lucha Libre or, or Strong Style or or, or, you know, the European mat style, or uh, we'll call it the high-flying style, whatever it may be, we want to blend them all uh, under one umbrella and let the fans enjoy a night of, of real diversified, uh, not only talent, but wrestling styles. All right. Now, uh, Jeff, you know, 2015 has uh, also been a little bit of hectic f- uh, for you as well. You know, you've done everything from get GFW off the ground to even recently becoming the WrestleCade champion, defeating Matt Hardy. Do you feel that you've accomplished everything you set out to do in 2015, or was there more that you wanted to get done? Uh, and, and, you know, with you guys and, and certainly your listeners not really knowing the, uh, I'll date myself, the Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, uh, but, 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 but all in actuality, uh, above and beyond what I ever dreamed of, because when you, you know, when, when you are building a brand, you are, you know, we started in April of 2014 from square one and we take it on a real step-by-step basis. And when you look at the analytics and, and the markets that we went into with our, our, our grand slam shows, 20 odd shows that we had uh, in those markets, when you look at the Las Vegas and the content we, when we created, um, not to even mention on, you know, the, 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 what you just mentioned, Russell Kate, although that was, uh, a hell of a night as me as a performer, you know, uh, obviously I've been doing this quite some time coming up in April will be my 30th year. So my in-ring highlights are few and far between at this, uh, at this stage, but it was a highlight. But, but with that being said, being a part of Russell Cade and the presence that global force wrestling had in that part of the country and, and how well we were received and how long our lines were and all that, that, that the wrestling fans, their understanding, uh, they're getting on board, pardon the pun, they're, they're, they're joining the force. And, and then, you know, with that, we started the year with Russell Kingdom 9, and now we're finishing the year um, in a different way to grow our brand and promote our brand. We're promoting Roddy Piper as, you know, we're part of the promotional team, uh, executive producer team, of producing uh, The Mass Thing, which is one of Roddy's very last films. Uh, but we have really uh, kicked off over the last three or four months, we, we, we have promoted it. But over the next you know, seven days. It premieres January 8th nationwide. Um, Global Force Wrestling is going to really be promoting this movie, and it's to the wrestling fan base. And, and, and Roddy Piper, uh, he plays a, a, a evil wrestling promoter, which uh, uh, isn't in a stretch, uh, I'm sure for him. I'm sure he encountered uh, a few of those during his career. Uh, but, you know, guys like Mick Foley and Shawn Michaels and, and others, 
have got on board and give the endorsements because they've seen the movie, they've seen the screener, they've seen the trailer, and just what a good film it is. So, Gold Force Wrestling, we strive to be a little bit different, a little bit innovative, uh, just a, a little bit forward thinking, and 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 we're we're excited about what we have on store, and we really believe kicking off, you know, the first week of January uh, is Global Force and our and our team promoting. Uh, a, a, an absolute legend, icon, whatever you want to call Roddy, in 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 really his last feature film. Now you just mentioned uh, the legend Roddy Piper. Uh, this year we've seen a lot of your peers uh, making either appearances or reappearances in the WWE uh, slash NXT um, with the with thought. Um, you know, Sting, Samoa Joe, the Dudleys, all being in the WWE now. Um, are, what are your thoughts about that? Was that a surprise to you? Were you happy to see it? I was, well, a, a, yes, I was absolutely thrilled to see it, but it, but it didn't day as a, you know, I was a wrestling fan first and, and, and a wrestler second and, and later, obviously my career I've become a promoter, but, but I grew up in this business, been around it. My family's been around it for over 70 years. So watching it from that perspective, one thing that always, always, no matter, really, it's almost no matter what the circumstances are, even through so many different set of circumstances, the cream always rises to the top. Samoa Joe, fantastic talent. Uh, Sting, he, he'll tell you he's not a spring chicken, but, but you know, he, he's still an incredible talent icon. So, so whatever talent that you're talking about, for them to get on the platform, get on the stage, no, it's not really a surprise. Because good talent always rises to the top. That's right. Now, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, pro wrestling and rumors go hand in hand. Uh, but recently, we were reading that uh, GFW would like to have Daniel Bryan join the roster if the WWE won't let him compete. Is there any truth to that, Jeff? I was asked on, and I'm not even sure, and I think it ended up being a couple interviews, but, but my simple answer was what talent? what promotion wouldn't want a talent like a Daniel Bryan on their roster? Obviously you got to factor into health and, 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 you know, I'm not privy to any of those, uh, answers or discussions or, or whatever it is. And, and obviously there is, uh, potentially, and I'll use that word strong, potentially a bit of a, a, uh, discrepancy or, or maybe a dispute that, um, not everybody is in agreement, but a talent like Daniel Bryan as a promoter, who wouldn't want a guy like him? on your roster. Absolutely. Now, uh, this is the new year. We got a lot going on. Obviously, the 22nd and 23rd, huge shows in the Northeast. You can be a part of history uh, in coming to these shows because it will be the first time that GFW comes to the Northeast. But um, it's New Year's. What are your New Year's resolutions for not only GFW but for yourself as well? Oh, I can't give away my personal ones, but, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, and I, I have said this and you can go back probably, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. I've always said that I would, I would reevaluate, you know, wh where my career is, is at in ring. And now I've gotten to the stage of my career. You got to reevaluate where you're at, uh, on all levels. And the one great thing about, you know, where we're at as not just as a wrestling business, but almost as an entertainment slash sport slash uh, wrestling slash uh, just media company is that you have so many barometers. You know, you, you, you have social media 
uh, analytics, you have social media engagement, you have just, just all of the above. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on. And so we just want to continue to grow as a brand. If there's one thing I've learned over the years, uh, as, as being a, maybe not being a, just as a fan, but you know, as a wrestler and, and as a promoter and, and just observing the business, if you don't have brand awareness and you rush a product to market too soon, uh, you, you set yourself up for, for, for not the best answers. So I think we've done a very good job of taking it on a step-by-step basis and, and, and really, uh, continue to define the product. Uh, the, the stuff that we did in Vegas and crowned our champions, I couldn't be more thrilled with that. Um, it, just because the, the, the finding of the, the global championship and the tag team and the women's and the, the next gen and what's next gen about and, and the questions that are continued to ask and, and uh, us as a promotion and just me, how we can t- continue to find that role and, and from PJ Walker to Sanjay Dutt and then the Christina Von Erie and She's headed east uh, in, in the new year. The Bollywood boys are lining up, uh, you know, title defenses all over the world. And, and Nick Aldis, y- yes, he, he's, uh, you know, coming back from surgery, but he's already ready to engage in our, our international events come first quarter. So just a lot of things going on. And, and as far as resolutions, personal and business-wise, I'll keep that to myself. But, we, we, we you know, as a business, you got to have goals and strategies and, and deadlines and everything that goes with that. That's right. Now, once again, everybody, uh, January 22nd, 23rd are huge days for wrestling fans up here in the Northeast for Global Force Wrestling. Uh, Jeff, where can the fans get uh, more information, uh, purchase tickets to the shows, and maybe just keep up on social media with you guys? Yeah, real simple. On the Poughkeepsie show, it's at Ticketmaster. Uh, January 22nd, as you guys mentioned that event, go to Ticketmaster. Uh, like you said, the venue is the Mid-Hudson Civic Center right there at Poughkeepsie, New York. No stranger to professional wrestling. Great venue, not a bad seat in the house. And then Raleigh, Raleigh, New Jersey, the following night, and that is uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, you can go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Uh, they have all of, you know, and that may be a little tough one to spell, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. But if you go to GlobalForceWrestling.com, it's real simple, GlobalForceWrestling.com, you have all the information and then some to buy tickets to these events, the Mass Saint. Uh, we're going to be releasing the full cards for, for those events. Uh, and more additional, more additional information. You've already got the VIP, which is only a $25 upcharge and tickets start as low as 20 bucks. So, uh, it's a pretty exciting time. Uh, like I said, and, uh, I, I do appreciate you guys, um, being a part of, of history on January 22nd. Well, I like to call it the capital of professional wrestling. A lot of fans up here who are passionate for the sport. Uh, so we hope that Poughkeepsie can be a future spot for all global forest wrestling shows in the future. Well, you guys know the building uh, management well. and I, I go way back, as I stated earlier, with that building. But, you know, the, the management that there's there is now, it worked out so cool. They reached out to us. And I think I was actually overseas at the time when I got the voicemail. I was really excited to, to get back home and, and have time to sit down and discuss. And, and as we move forward, uh, I agree. Poughkeepsie uh, has housed uh, the Minnesota Consumer Center, you know, many, 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 many shows and many hours of professional wrestling, they are, um, you know, not just diehard, they're very educated and love their professional wrestling. So we're looking forward to having a great turnout, a great night, a lot of access like you've never seen before, uh, and, and, and a real special night. Awesome. Well, we can't wait. We'll be there. We know that you're going to be there. We can't wait to have all of our listeners, all the fans, 
in the Northeast, come to these shows, whether you make it to Poughkeepsie or Jersey the very next night, uh, Global Force Wrestling is sure to be something you've never seen before. And uh, Jeff, once again, we just want to thank you for everything you've done for the business and coming on the show today. Appreciate it, guys, and we obviously uh, will talk soon. All right, well, we want to thank Jeff Jarrett so much for coming on the show. Guys, I can't stress this enough. GlobalForceWrestling.com, live January 22nd and 23rd, right here in the Northeast. Um, Don't miss out on this. Some great tickets still available. And uh, if you're going to the show, why don't you send us a tweet um, at A Wrestling POD, at A Wrestling Pod. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Tell us what you're looking most forward to for this show. Um, and you know what? We'll be there. So come up and say hi to us. It's going to be a great show. That's right, Jonathan. Also joining us as well is Karen Jarrett. So make sure you stay tuned, guys, because we have a lot to talk about. Joining us right now is a woman who needs no introduction. She's been a major player in the world of professional wrestling and is now a driving force behind Global Force Wrestling. You can come meet her and all the stars of Global Force Wrestling January 22nd in our hometown of Poughkeepsie, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Karen Jarrett. How are you doing hey guys. today? I am doing great. Great. And great. so Poughkeepsie is y'all's hometown. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, it Absolutely. Is. All right. <laughs> now, uh, Karen, uh, you know, the big news is that, you know, just three weeks, you and the rest of the GFW crew uh, will be making their way into this historic Mid-Hudson Civic Center for Global Force Wrestling's Amped Tour. Are, are you excited for the Northeast debut of uh, GFW? Okay, first off, that is a really silly question. We are, so <laughs> pum- we are so pumped for the tour and for it to be our first show of 2016. I mean, um, you know, Bobby Roode's on the uh, roster, Colt Cabana, Sanjay Dutt, and um, Jeff will be releasing the rest of the crew that will be there, I think, next week. Um, So we're very excited. Now, you are not only going to be in Poughkeepsie, New York on the 22nd, but on the 23rd you're going to be at Pro Wrestling Syndicate in Rahway, New Jersey. Now, you've partnered with PWS before, but this one seems a little more personal. You've got some... Uh, T, you know, Team GWF versus uh, Team PWS. What do you think the outcome is going to be on January 23rd? What do I think the outcome is going to be? GFW is going to clean house. And that's a silly question, right? <laughs> um, they have they have great they have um, great talent, obviously. Um, but I mean, guys, come on, you got to come up with better questions than this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to be speaking a lot about GFW in the next few minutes, but, uh, you know, 2015 was easily the year for women's wrestling. Are you surprised with the amount of buzz about women's wrestling these days? Oh, my gosh, no, and I hope it only gets greater and bigger, and I think it's a long time coming. Um, You know, the women, they work so hard, sometimes harder than the men do, and they just don't get the recognition that they deserve. Um, they get in the ring. They work just as hard as the men do. Um, they get just as many injuries, just as beat up. Um, and I think it's definitely, guys, it's a long time coming, and I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure um, that Jeff makes sure that the women have a place that they should have. 
Now, you're, you're instrumental, I'm sure, in a lot of parts of, of Global Force Wrestling. Um, what are you personally hoping to accomplish with the women's division in Global Force Wrestling? That they get just as much attention as the men get and just as much respect as the men get. Um, again, I just I don't think, you know, women have been used as, you know, no pun intended, but TNA, you know. Um, and let's look at Ronda Rousey. I think she had a great impact on society looking at women's sports in a completely different way. Um, so, you know, I'm going to make sure that if there's a heavyweight champion out there promoting our company, that there is a woman right next to him doing just as much promoting, getting just as much attention, and getting just as much attention in the arena than in the ring. All right. Now, uh, you know, this will be GFW's first tour in the Northeast. Uh, what, do you guys look ahead at some other places that you'd love to bring uh, GFW in the future that you guys probably haven't uh, landed in yet? I will let Jeff, um, as I've said so many times before, he is great at rolling things out. Um, but there are a lot of other international dates that we'll be releasing. And there's many more shows in the States um, that he'll be rolling out and announcing uh, once we get to 2016. All right. Well, um, being so involved in the wrestling business, it's easy for, is it easy for you to sit back and be a fan or is it hard for you to kind of disconnect from that? Are you kidding? That's I'm, why I love the business. I'm one of the biggest fans that there are. Um, and I think everybody that's in the business is a fan. If you're not a fan of the wrestling business, you're not going to do well in the wrestling business. You've got to love it. Um, you've got to hate it at times. Um, it's, I think, what drives every individual. Um, most of the people that you talk to that have been in the business for years will say, I grew up as a wrestling fan. I grew up watching wrestling. Um, and, you know, I always, a part of me wanted to grow up and be a Sherry Martell, the character of Sherry Martell. And then another part of me wanted to be, you know, the Miss Elizabeth walking down the aisle in the gowns. And um, so absolutely, yes, I am a huge wrestling fan. I guess what would what would you say draws you most to professional wrestling, or what what are your favorite parts about the actual business of professional wrestling? The soap operas. I miss all the soap operas, and that's one thing with GSW. Um, you know, it's not going to be the soap operas, but we're you know pulling back the curtain a little bit, and you're going to see a little more of the real life of the wrestlers, of Jeff and I, um, of our families, the training, the traveling. Um, all the things that people don't really get the opportunity to see sometimes. And sometimes, you know, there's conflict in the back that's greater than the conflict that's going on in the ring. So, um, but I miss that, the drama. I miss the believable stories. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, you know, uh, another thing GFW is doing uh, as part of their upcoming Northeast tour is the VIP experience. Now, uh, for fans who may not have heard about it yet, why should fans opt for this experience? Oh, gosh. They'll get to um, meet the roster. They'll get to get autographs. Um, and they'll be the, the first ones to see the talent there. Um, so it's definitely, you can't, you can't beat... Um, that experience and what you get out of it and having the time that you'll get to talk to the talent and meet the talent. 
Now, you've done a lot of these meet and greets before. Do you have any memorable meetings with fans that you can tell us about? Anything crazy, marriage proposals, anything like that? <laughs> no, but I get a lot of outfits from um, fans that aren't appropriate for me to wear anywhere. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and also, guys, hey, next Friday, um, I'm sure that you all have heard and seen um, the Matt Saint that we're promoting. Yes, the yep. new movie. For the people that you're going to be taking to that next week? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to try to go out for it. What, what can you tell us about the movie a little bit, and uh, why should people go out and see it? it I think, I mean, I'm sure being doing what you all do, you've seen all the wrestling movies um, in the past. And sometimes, you know, characters or the movie, they come off hokey or silly or not believable. Um, in a sense, and I mean, it's Roddy Piper's last movie um, right. that he did before he passed away, and it's he totally nailed the part of being the evil promoter, and they did an incredible job of portraying the wrestling business um, and how it's what really transpires and what really goes on um, in the back and behind the scenes. And also, you know, this guy's his struggle in life with his life at home and his life in the ring. Mm -hmm. So it's a now, great lessons in it. If you have children, you need to go see this movie. Now, is there i I'm sure there is. Is there a website for the movie? Absolutely. And you can actually go to our website, levelforcewrestling.com, and we have all the YouTube links um, and, you know, or our global force wrestling, facebook.com and, or you can go to the massing. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see that. Um, it's definitely, you, I, we saw a lot of the social media where, um, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley and numerous others yeah. have talked about it. It looks like a, an amazing movie for sure. It, it really is. I mean, I can't stress enough how, what a great job, um, they did putting it together and just the production of it. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Well, speaking of watching movies and wrestling, um, we assume that you and Jeff watch a lot of wrestling. Um, are there any I have a nine year old, having nine year old son in this house? <laughs> what do you think? No, absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, are there any wrestlers when you're watching these programs today that you think, um, that you love to watch and that would be a great addition to global force? I'm sorry, my son's in the background screaming. He has a broken arm. He broke. Uh, he got a hoverboard for Christmas oh and no. he fractured his elbow. So um, we'll have to give Cody a little shout out on here for everybody to tell him to get well. Um, and what was the question, guys? I missed that. Uh, we were just asking if there are any. If you guys watch a lot of wrestling, um, and obviously you do, is there any wrestlers out there that you think would be a great addition to the Global Force Wrestling roster? Um. I, you know, I think there's a lot of great independent talent um, out there that would be a great fit um, for GFW. I think there's a, I'm not sure how some of these guys haven't been snatched up. Is there anybody that I think that is with another company that we need or that would um, draw viewers or ratings or that Global Force Wrestling has to have? Absolutely not. Um, I think it's a time to make stars and to 
um, fulfill some people's dreams that have been working for 10, 15, 20 years and um, you don't want it. Mm-hmm. And they have it. And I think that's more of what our company is about um, than trying to get talent that's already somewhere. Does sure. that make sense? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of the GFW roster, you know, you, you guys have uh, a lot of amazing talent on there, but is there anybody on the roster right now that you feel maybe uh, could be the all-star GFW already? Oh, my goodness. Um, the all-star of GFW. I have to say I'm a huge fan of Colt Cabana, which I know a lot of people are. <laughs> um, I just, his charisma I mean, he's a funny guy. Uh, I just—I don't know how he hasn't been signed somewhere for the next ten years, um, so that somebody can't have him. Um, I love Bollywood Boys. Incredible, incredible tag team. Their work ethic is absolutely amazing, um, and I'm sure y'all are fans of Sanjay Dutt. Um, incredible guy. Incredible athlete. Um, you know, we just, Mickey James, Christina Bonieri, I mean, this Jigsaw, I could go on and on and on. I, I love our talent. Um, and they work, one thing is that they, they work so hard um, and they want it so bad. And that's what we're looking for and that's what we need. Definitely. Now, um, in a business, it seems like it's always kind of changing. Global Force Wrestling seems to be on the cutting edge of all of that. Um, how do you think social media has changed professional wrestling, and why is it so important that Global Force leads that charge? Oh, my goodness. Social media is changing the world or has changed the world. Um, you know, I know in our house, you know, our kids hardly ever watch TV. You know, they're on their phones. Um, Jeff's on his phone. I'm on my phone. You know, we're traveling. Um, I think social media is the number one thing that any company should be doing right now to promote themselves and get awareness out there. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's the way to go. Um, if you look at statistics, it's social media is what's driving companies right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Lightning round. Uh, Jeff's favorite foreign object is the guitar. Do you have a favorite foreign object? No, sir. <laughs> all right all right now it's uh it's 2016 uh do you have any new year's resolutions oh my goodness new year's resolutions just gonna say that i should have a lot of new year's resolutions i drive him <laughs> crazy with eating cookies and sugar and um i think every year i say i'm gonna get in the gym so that those are probably it and i don't ever do any of them Now, uh, GFW has already done so much in 2015. Uh, What's one thing you'd like to see happen maybe to GFW in 2016? Announce our TV deal. All right. Sounds good. Announce where we'll be be landing. That's awesome. Now, um, if you could, we we talked about people, maybe wrestlers that you would like to have in, in GFW, but if you could have one person outside of wrestling, like an entertainer um, that would invade GFW, who would you want most? Oh, goodness. You guys are asking me that, and I don't feel that 
having an entertainer come into the wrestling ring. Um, now you're going to get me going here. Uh, <laughs> I think it's an insult to the people in the wrestling business. I haven't always agreed with that um, or think that that's something that you need to do. Um, but I will say this. We do have Chael Sonnen. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, absolutely. And, um, you know, he's a great fit. He's what I, Jeff and I call, I think, the next Roddy Piper. Um, but as for an entertainer, I have no desire to bring anybody in. That's why we wanted to ask you this question. That's We want that honesty. Well, Karen, uh, I mean, we I think we barely scraped the surface with you today, but uh, we thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you on the 22nd live in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, where can you tell all the fans out there listening uh, to find out more if they want to purchase tickets to the first uh, Global Force Wrestling show to debut in the Northeast? Where can they go? Again, go to globalforcewrestling.com and they can purchase their tickets. Um, and even if you're not going to the Poughkeepsie show, go to our website and check out all our new announcements and just take a look at Global Force Wrestling and what we have to offer and what's going to be coming in 2016. Now, Jonathan, uh, we talked a lot about some memories of this year, of uh, 2015, some of the great interviews we've had, uh, some of the great guests, some of the great things we've done together as a team, possibly the best tag team going out there today, Jonathan. Uh, But, you know, there's more things to come. We're in January. It's 2016, Jonathan. Uh, Let's look ahead. What's going to happen in 2016, Jonathan? Uh, speaking of, we talked a lot about Global Force Wrestling. They're coming to our backyard in just a few weeks. Jonathan, what do you think's in store for uh, Global Force this year? Well, as you heard from Jeff, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of um, possibility for television deal, maybe uh, internet footage, you know, streaming service. So I'm looking forward to that because you know a lot of their tour, whether it be in Vegas or even maybe in the Northeast, uh, a lot of us haven't got to see any of the footage from that. So I'm looking forward to finding out um, just what Global Force Wrestling can do. And I really hope that, you know, right now we see that TNA is on kind of a, a smaller network, so is Ring of Honor. Like maybe they can get one of those deals or something you would mentioned earlier is like a, like a WWE network style where you can pay for a subscription to that. So I'm looking forward to that. I also hope that they kind of get some some more names on the roster. I know that they're they're young and uh, but they've got some great names right now. But I'm looking forward to maybe some some new people joining Global Force in in 2016. That's right, Jonathan. I think um, you know Jeff Jarrett started TNA. And TNA was awesome. It was great when he was, I think, under the under the reins of control, if you will. And, you know, when he left, it kind of fell apart, I guess, without Jeff Jarrett. So I'm really interested to see what GFW could do this year uh, with Jarrett in control. It's kind of taken, like, the best parts of TNA, uh, merging them into a new name, a new company, and, uh, you know, just going forth uh, and making things better. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do, and I hope, uh, you know, they're given the light of day. Uh, you know, there's nothing like having 
uh, great competition in pro wrestling because competition only makes everybody else better. So I'm really excited for them. I hope we get to see them uh, on TV this year. Uh, and I wish them nothing but the best. But Jonathan, even moving on, we've had uh, indie companies. For, we're in the Northeast, Jonathan. You know, pro wrestling is our life pretty much out here. From uh, Northeast Wrestling, House of Hardcore, uh, PWS down in Jersey. Uh, there's a lot of companies, and I know I'm just mentioning a few. Trust me, there's tons and tons of companies. I'm just not going to, you know, laundry list it over here. But Jonathan, what do you think? You know, 2015, definitely, we, I think we definitely hit a boom period, a little spike in pro wrestling. Uh, what do you think is going to be in store for 2016 as, you know, all these companies just keep getting better and better? I mean, do we call them indies? Or are they pretty much, you know, just the next big thing in wrestling? Well, as you mentioned, we're really spoiled around here. We, we, every, everything from, you know, Northeast Wrestling, House of Hardcore, um, PWS. We've got a little bit of everything, Ring of Honor even. Um, so I'm looking forward to a lot of new matchups. The independents are... You're seeing the superstars before they become superstars. And sometimes you see the superstars after they've been superstars. So um, I, I can't wait to see some of these guys that we've known and cheered on for years make their way down to maybe NXT or whatever. We, you know, we saw Tommaso Ciampa and, and Johnny Gargano. They were two of the guys that were in NXT this year. Um, it, it just keeps getting better and better. And I can't wait to see. I know that Northeast Wrestling is going to have – you know, Matt Taven versus Sammy Callahan, uh, which is just awesome. Sammy Callahan just fresh off of his NXT. Matt Taven had an awesome year in 2015. He also had single success and tag success with his partner, Mike Bennett, who no one's really for sure what's going to happen with him. There's a lot of rumors going on about Mike Bennett. But needless to say, the independents in 2016, I think, are just going to be as awesome as they were in 2015, if not better. That's right, Jonathan. And now, you know, the WWE... Uh, they pretty much revolutionized wrestling again with the WWE Network. When it first launched, Jonathan, about two years ago, it was kind of like the right place, wrong time kind of a thing. Uh, but now they finally started to feel comfortable in their own shoes, if you will. Uh, a lot of new, great, a lot of great series coming out now, especially, you know, uh, Breaking Ground is probably my favorite, just the behind the scenes uh, reality show to where. That show really isn't, dare I say, scripted, predetermined, or whatever. It's definitely just, you know, a, a reality reality show. You know, tough enough. We watched it as a reality show, but it was technically, you know, it, it seemed more made for TV. Uh, but they're definitely coming in their own with a lot of, you know, series like this, like Bound, uh, Breaking Ground and whatnot. Uh, with WWE and the network, Jonathan, what do you see with them in 2016? I mean, what else could they do to keep getting those subscribers coming in? Well, there's a lot of talk about that and, you know, bringing back some older names. I know that Edge and Christian are going to do a show coming up. Uh, you know, Stone Cold has a podcast live on there that usually has some pretty awesome guests. And, you know, I think that they've got a great formula right now, but there would it would be cool to see some more. Um, I, I think that I saw a teaser that there's going to be a show called, like, On the Road with Superstars, and they literally put, like, a GoPro in the car. Um, when guys are traveling back and forth through through the town, so that's going to be cool. Um, and you know, Total Divas is going to be another. I like the show. I'll be honest. Um, and I know that they're going to. I know they're going to have another season. They're going to add some of the new people from whether it be Tough Enough or NXT on there. So it's going to be great. And uh, you know, WWE. A lot of people are complaining about the content of you know, you know and the writing and all that stuff, but WWE is a proven. 
And I think that 2016 will be good for them as well. They just have to kind of get back into the groove of things. Well, Jonathan, let me ask you this. Uh, You know, Raw, SmackDown, do you think it's about time they just kind of merge onto the the network? You know, like let's say we watch Raw Monday night on the USA Network, right? By Tuesday or Friday, do you think we could watch that episode again on the network? Do you think it's about time we put Raw and SmackDown or whatever else just for the network, like the repeats at least? Yeah, I mean, that that would be great um, because a lot of people maybe can't watch it right there live or maybe they went to the show and they want to watch it you know, after they were there. So I think it would be great. Um, I thought you were going to say, is it time that Raw and SmackDown kind of have a draft again? Because that's what I would really hope oh, for in 2016. I like that uh, idea even better, Jonathan. Uh, that's another question I want to propose to you since you just brought it up while we're talking about it. And, you know, just finishing up the year end of the show, we're looking towards the future. Jonathan, uh, I think in recent time, what we have seen, especially with NXT, is an abundance of characters. Uh, granted, you know, some of these guys are really awesome and girls. And then, you know, you get some of them that are just, eh, then you get some of them are just there for the comedic standpoint. But Jonathan, there's so many superstars today than there was last year. And then the year before that, does it just make sense to separate these guys? Your raw show could be raw. Your SmackDown show could be SmackDown, but you know, just separate it. Maybe you showcase the women and the tag teams more more so on SmackDown than you would on Raw or something like that. I don't know how to separate it, but does it just make more sense today having that brand separation than it did maybe 10 years ago? Well, this is what I would do, and listen, uh, we'd all do something different, but I would keep Raw your, your flagship show. You've got to keep that. It's it's live. Um, you know, All the, the big things with the WWE Championship and all that stuff are going to happen on Raw. SmackDown, I would make exclusive titles. I would say that the Intercontinental Championship is uh, on on SmackDown, and maybe the maybe like a light heavyweight or like a cruiser heavyweight or whatever or cruiserweight, have that on there. And what would happen is, you know, it would be a, a big thing whenever you saw like the champion on SmackDown. So. You would have it would just kind of be like up and comers or mid card or whatever, but then every now and then you would get some really awesome stuff on there. Um, it would give a chance to put people down. So like Fandango, okay, uh, he was big for a while. Then now they haven't really done anything with him. Put him back on SmackDown. Let him kind of repackage himself or whatever, and then come back up whenever he becomes a main thing. Because what you have right now, you have to leave NXT alone. NXT's still got that kind of underground counterculture ecw vibe to it and you can't really mess with that much but smackdown can be a proving ground for place for people that maybe have lost their way or they want to try to try new things with or whatever so that's what i would do i would i would also you know like i said you do this big elaborate draft storyline where a lot of people get moved over and um it, and it could be really cool i i like the idea if Everyone knows it's entertainment anyway, so if you're going to use writers and all that stuff, have some of these things more scripted, make it look like a television show or a movie or whatever, and uh, and use that to your advantage. But that's that's what I would do. I would keep um, Raw the way it is. I would basically keep uh, NXT the way it is. I would just kind of tweak SmackDown because I think you can get a lot of new viewers and a lot of fresh faces and stuff going on SmackDown. That's right, Jonathan. Uh... Whew. 
Wow, Jonathan, it's been a great year. Uh, you've been a great partner. It's been a great time, Jonathan. But Jonathan, uh, what's what's ahead for AWP? I I, I don't think we can even say because we don't even really know. Uh, I guess just you know we're gonna reach a hundred episodes this year, Jonathan. That's a milestone. Uh, we're gonna have a huge one hundredth episode show uh, coming up in a few months, Jonathan. That's gonna be great. Uh, how do we top ourselves this year than what we did last year? Well, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I want to say. Um, I want to I want to throw it out there again. I had in my mind a lot of people that I wanted to have on the show. Um, I, I definitely think that this could be an amazing year for for us and a lot of different people. Um, one of my goals would be to maybe have the the Godfather of wrestling podcasts. I guess would be uh, Colt Cabana. If we could get Colt Cabana on, I think that would be really cool. Just because. People didn't know a lot about wrestling podcasts until he came about, and he really kind of revolutionized uh, pro wrestling podcasts. So to have him on, I think that would be a goal for for me in 2016. All right, Jonathan. I mean, uh, guys, the sky's the limit with AWP. Uh, We have a hotline to call us at. We have a website. Uh, Check us out, guys. I mean, I want you to go to the website, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Click around a little bit. You, you, Jonathan, we have a pro wrestling tees store people should be going to. Another wrestling, uh, pro wrestling tees.com slash another wrestling podcast. We're out there, ladies and gentlemen. Just check our shows out. If you haven't heard episodes 1 through 87, and because you're listening to 88 right now, please go back and check them out. Uh, there's a lot of things to be discovered on another wrestling podcast.com. And Jonathan, uh, I wish you nothing but the best in 2016. Well, uh, same to you, Steve. I look forward to all of the things that we can do here at anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and keep up to date with everything. And most importantly, be there live January 22nd at Global Force Wrestling's debut at the historic Mid-Hudson Civic Center live from Poughkeepsie, New York. We're going to be there. you got to be there, too. And guys, stay tuned. January 9th, Saturday at 9 p.m., you'll see Joel Gertner, like you've never seen him before, doing comedy in Poughkeepsie, New York, at the Laugh It Up Comedy Club. Make sure you head on over to laughitup.net for more information. Also, coming February 13th at 7 p.m., we have a WWE legend, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, doing his 2x4 tour in Poughkeepsie. Guys, laughitup.net for more information. And if you like our show, guys, make sure to check out some of our friends. Check out Main Event Marks. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Main Event Marks. You can join Angry Cooter and his panel of smart Main Event Marks every Thursday at 9 p.m. for an uncensored show for the Marks by the Marks. That's right, and we are here to spread the wealth. Um, If you love professional wrestling... We urge you to go over to PWPNation.com. PWP Nation is a wrestling media website and community that loves professional wrestling. They strive on creating an array of interesting articles and reviews on everything professional wrestling. Head on over to PWPNation.com. Also, be sure to head on over to ProWrestlingSheet.com. It launched in August of this year, and it strives to report on the stories you actually care about in the world of professional wrestling. Not just clickbait, 
filling most news sites. Founder and editor-in-chief Ryan Satin previously worked uh, as a senior producer for TMZ.com, where he has helped the company become a force in wrestling reporting, largely in part to his exclusive stories he landed on a constant basis. Make sure you head on over to Pro Wrestling Sheet. Well, that's the show. Uh, We want to thank you all for listening today. Every week we do this show free of charge for you, the fans. If you're wondering how to repay us, we have just the thing. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, be sure to rate us and give us a good review. And if you're looking for more information about AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. We are all over social media, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. And if you're an AWP super fan, you can go show your support by going over to ProWrestlingTees.com and buying one of our official AWP shirts. We couldn't do the show without you, so tune in next week for... <sighs> Another wrestling podcast. Another wrestling podcast.